Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell here to talk about the Birmingham Bowl that will take place this Thursday, 2 o'clock kickoff at Legion Field in Birmingham, Alabama. South Carolina Gamecocks taking on the South Florida Bulls. Gamecocks 6-6, six six. South Florida is 10-2. and two. And as we record on Tuesday afternoon here, South Florida is a 10-point favorite in this ballgame, Wes. We talked about the Bulls uh, prior to the Christmas break, and, you know, they got a very high-powered offense, and they're already propping up their quarterback, Quentin Flowers, who is the AAC Player of the Year for a possible Heisman run next year. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, it seems like when Wes Champ uh, talks about this South Florida team, you know, obviously, particularly their offense, uh, Quentin Flowers seems to be the first thing out of his mouth. They're one of the first things out of his mouth up. Uh, Lots of respect from the South Carolina side for what Quentin Flowers is able to do. And, you know, they've got sort of a, a nice little duo um, in their backfield, and then they've got some speedy receivers on the outside. So, uh, you know, this is an offense that um, it's not necessarily that you you don't know what they're doing. You know, South Carolina has faced several teams that run, sev- you know, that run very similar offensive schemes. You know, this is their your sort of prototypical modern-day spread offense uh, with a, a dual-threat quarterback. And so, you know, th- these guys are going to spread you out. They're going to get you in space. Um, but it, it's easy to say that. It's much more difficult to uh, try and stop it. So I, I think for South Carolina, uh, clearly going to be a test. And, um, you know, I, I think I think if South Carolina is going to win, it's going to have to be sort of an all-around team win. You know, you're – you're not going to just go out there, you know, they're averaging 43 points a game. You're not going to just go out there and stop them defensively. 
uh, you sort of have to get, uh, you know, the, the offense is going to have to run the football. The offense is going to have to, um, you know, give the defense some breaks. And, you know, I think obviously, you know, we say this, I think for about every game, the defense is going to have to, turn, you know, turn turn them over a little bit too. The South Florida Bulls averaging 43 points a ball game, like Wes said, and they've scored at least 30 in every game this year. So the Gamecocks figure to have their hands full with a very good South Florida offense that is a run-based offense. Wes, they can throw the football. Flowers a dual-threat quarterback, but they're more of a running team. They have running back Marlon Mack, who's got over 1,100 yards and 15 touchdowns this year, and Flowers combined for 37 TDs and only six interceptions. So, you know, South Florida can throw the football, but they're primarily a run-first offense, and they've got several players that are very athletic and very good at running the football. So the Gamecocks got their hands full there. Wes, the South Florida pass defense has not been particularly good this year, and there's reason to believe that Jake Bentley might be able to have a big game. Yeah, you know, I think um, it all goes back on that South Carolina offensive line. You know, in the game that South Carolina has won, their, their offensive line has given them a chance. In the games that they've lost, uh, you know, the line hasn't. So uh, I think if you're going to pimp one thing, you, you sort of always go back to that with this team. And, you know, I think being able to run the football, being able to throw the football on that secondary, um, you know, all that just sort of circles back around to offensive line play. I think we all know if given time, you know, Jake Bentley's going to hit passes. And I think we all know, uh, you know, if given some time to get open, that Debo Samuel, Brian Edwards, Hayden Hurst, uh, Casey Crosby, those guys will make some plays. And, you know, we all know Rico Daddle is going to have some, some nice runs and it's going to break some tackles. So, to me, all, all those things almost always go back to the offensive line play. And, you know, at, at least, you know, this South Florida uh, front isn't a group that's going to be as talented as, like, Clemson or Florida, what those teams put on the field. Uh, but they will sort of mix it up up front. They're, they're a four-down line defense, but they like to, you know, they like to slant, they like to blitz, they like to sort of give you some, you know, some exotic looks. Uh, you know, that'll be something to see if South Carolina can pick those up. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what, if any, uh, impact having uh, John Latina and just a different voice in the room uh, is going to have been for South Carolina on the field Thursday. Right. Latina brought in to coach the offensive line after Sean Elliott took the Georgia State job. So Latina here through the bowl game, and then Will Muschamp figures to make a permanent hire for the offensive line coach position after the bowl. Gamecocks and the South Florida Bulls, Thursday at 2 o'clock on ESPN. And this is Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got this free phone app that allows you to listen to our podcast for free anywhere you receive cell phone service. You can listen on your phone, and you can download the GCR app on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to our podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. Wes, I came across an interesting stat this week in preparation for the podcast, third down conversion rate. When the Gamecocks convert 31% or better on third down, they're 5-0 and this year. And when they don't, they're 1-6. and Yeah, you know, that. Uh, that's not really surprising. And I, I think that um, probably ultimately goes back to offensive line play. You know, I think a lot of these games, you know, I even go back uh, against a team that proved to be not really that good of a football team in Mississippi State, uh, you know, not a great team at all, yet when South Carolina went down there early in the season and uh, could not protect up front, they couldn't run the football, and they, they pretty much got smashed. Uh, uh, you know, when, you, when you're not having good offensive line play, it affects all those stats. And, you know, I think third down conversions ultimately uh, come down to what, what do you do on first down? You put yourself in a situation 
uh, where you have your entire playbook at your disposal on second down, and then you can run any play on third down. I, I think that's a big key. And, uh, you know, percentage-wise, most teams that pick up, uh, you know, positive yardage on uh, on first down and, you know, can sort of uh, cut the chains in half uh, are, are going to get first downs on third down. So I, I think, uh, you know, this is a team that's also proved they cannot sort of absorb, for lack of a better word, absorb negative plays. They've got way too many negative plays, be that sacks or uh, runs for losses and stuff like that. So I think that's something they have to try to cut down on. And when uh, when that happens, you know, your, your third down percentage goes up as well. Uh, against a team with such an explosive offense, I think we all know how important that's going to be for them to, to make first down, stay on the field, and uh, move the football. You know, even if even if you don't score on a particular drive, uh, you know, keeping the ball for six or seven plays and flipping the field position and running the clock and giving your defense a break, um, you know, most fans wouldn't really see that as a win, so to speak, because you didn't go down and score. But uh, you know, it, every little bit helps. I, I think the thing about you know, like the Clemson game, part of the reason South Carolina got boat race wasn't just because of you know, Clemson's high-powered offense, it was that South Carolina was continuously giving them the football back immediately. You know, three and out, give them the ball back in good field position. It's just not a recipe for success. All right, Wes, we've got uh, South Florida on a record-setting season here. They've had an historic year, 10 wins, and winning a season in the history of their program and a chance to make it 11. And, of course, their head coach, Willie Taggart, has accepted the Oregon job, so he has moved on. Coach Wiest, their offensive coordinator, will handle the Bulls for the bowl game. And Charlie Strong, of course, has already been hired to be South Florida's next head coach, and he's sort of waiting in the wings here, waiting to take over after the bowl game. So a lot of interesting storylines for this Birmingham Bowl that will take place on Thursday at 2 o'clock in Birmingham, Alabama, and we'll have plenty of coverage here on Gamecock Central Radio West. Uh, let's move on from the bowl game here and talk about some new player acquisitions here. The Gamecocks have picked up a couple of players this week that will come in, you know, starting after the bowl game, obviously, and one of those is uh, Jalen Foster, who was originally from Burns High School in the upstate, played this past year at Gardner-Webb, and he was Big South Freshman of the Year. Defensive back, Wes, who's going to get an opportunity to play for the Gamecocks after he sits out 2017. Yeah, I like this move, Emerson, because I think that, you know, and I read an article about it, I think South Carolina is being very resourceful in how they try to rebuild this roster. You know, I think you look at this recruiting class, you have five high school guys coming in, you have two JUCO guys, one of which is a junior and one is a sophomore. And then you actually have Jalen Foster, who will come in as a walk-on, potentially go on scholarship later on, uh, will have to sit out this year, and then will be a redshirt sophomore next year. So, you know, you are sort of uh, – they knew they needed numbers, um, at defensive back, but they're, they're sort of spreading these numbers out uh, throughout classes by sort of separating it like that. So, you know, I, I think that's smart. They need to rebuild this roster in about every way possible. So when you can get in a guy, uh, bring him in as a walk-on. Uh, you know, if, if you're a Big South freshman player of the year, you, you know, you were doing something right. That that's not doesn't mean he's going to come in and be, you know, an all-SEC type player. But uh, for what I've heard from, from folks there at Burns, uh, you know, he's a he's a big, smooth kid. He sounds like he's a bit of a late bloomer, was under the radar a bit. Uh, but, you know, if you're getting 45 tackles, five interceptions, and those type of accolades, you're doing something right as a player. Uh, you know, I, I thought that Chris Clark had a really good article with the former Burns coach, Brian Lane, 
about him on GamecockCentral.com. And, you know, I, I think this is sort of low-key, like a, a, a big pickup for South Carolina and just that when you have to build depth, um, sometimes it's hard to just do it with high school players, you know, because cause there's only so many – they know they can't all play at once. So uh, you sort of have to stack it in, in creative ways, and I think that's what South Carolina is doing in their defensive backfield. Burns High School product Jalen Foster played at Gardner-Webb in the Big South Conference. That's the same conference that Coastal Carolina plays in. He was Big South Freshman of the Year, had five interceptions this past year. That was second in the league. And he is now set to transfer to South Carolina and walk on. He will have to sit out the 2017 season due to NCAA transfer rules, but he'll be poised to play in 2018. So, Wes, another transfer announcement this week, and it's another South Carolina high school product. Caleb Kinlaw out of Goose Creek played for Chuck Reedy down there at Goose Creek High and made the Shrine Bowl back in 2013, started his college career at Wisconsin, ended up at junior college in Mississippi, and he too now will transfer to South Carolina pending admission to the university, and he will walk on as well, running back from Goose Creek. Yeah, you know, again, another uh, sort of creative addition to the program. Uh, this is a kid that was very, very productive in high school, played behind a good offensive line at, at Goose Creek, but, uh, you know, can make guys miss, uh, you know, and, and is a driven kid. You know, I've, I've always been a fan of Caleb as a, just as, as a person. He was always a good interview, a personable kid, a uh, polite kid, and, you know, he, he's coming back home with something to prove. He's excited about that. Uh, you know, Jay Graham, uh, South Carolina's former running backs coach, was was after him, you know, early on. But then South Carolina had the change with uh, Graham leaving to go to Tennessee. And uh, South Carolina really didn't do much with him, from what I understand, after that when he was in high school. So now sort of an opportunity for him to come back. He's had some injuries at Wisconsin, uh, ended up at JUCO. Uh, just, just wants a chance to come back home and, and show what he can do. And I, I think, you know, another – transfer obviously Tyson Williams for South Carolina next year is going to have an opportunity to be a playmaker for them we know what Rico Daddle can do AJ Turner is clearly back um, so you know I, I don't think Ken Law is going to just step in and you know be in that too deep but at the same time uh, running backs position you always have to have depth uh, this is a win-win situation for South Carolina and for Caleb Ken Law, I think and a, an opportunity for him to show what he can do so again I, I just I think the way the staff has sort of gotten creative at, at rebuilding this roster, it's still going to take time, but uh, when you can add guys like this, and you know, at, even a, a Steven Montauk, if you want to go back prior to this year, a late, late addition, you know, he like showed up the day after camp started, uh, late addition to the roster, and you know, he wasn't an all-SEC guy, but he was out there uh, providing depth, he was playing, played more, you know, along, so... If you're going to speed up the process and win, uh, you're not going to be able to do it just with straight high school recruiting classes. So uh, I think a, a smart move for the uh, coaching staff to bring in a hardworking, uh, high-character kid that's uh, got something to prove. Caleb Kinlaw, one of the top prospects in South Carolina after he made the Shrine Bowl in 2013 at Goose Creek High, started at Wisconsin, redshirted his first year there, and then played in one game in 2015. That was when he left to go to junior college in Mississippi, and now he's headed back home to become a part of the Gamecock football program. Still pending admission, but uh, that's expected to go through, and Ken Law will be eligible to play starting in 2017. Ran for over 4,000 yards in his high school career at Goose Creek and scored 52 touchdowns 
playing for Coach Chuck Reedy. So a couple of new players coming into the Gamecock football program. Wes, there's always news breaking around Gamecock football right now. Muschamp and his staff continue to work hard to rebuild this Gamecock football program, and that's a process that really just doesn't stop. No, it never stops. And, you know, they'll, of course, be pushing towards uh, that early February uh, national signing day uh, as soon as the bowl is over with. And, uh, you know, that stuff never really uh, stops at all in South Carolina. You know, it has done a, I think, a good job of trying to uh, use their walk-on program to sort of rebuild this roster as well. You know, they there's uh, several guys in the state of South Carolina in high school that, that South Carolina has been very, um, uh, I guess, uh, forward about about offering preferred walk-on positions. Uh, you know, A.T. Melton, the offensive line from Dillon, who's probably a little bit undersized uh, as a uh, as an SEC kid. Uh, you know, as far as a scholarship SEC kids, you know, they've talked to him about walking on. Uh, you know, there, there's several guys out there that this staff has, has been very proactive about reaching out to and trying to get to walk on. So when you re- rebuild a roster, it's not just those top spots. Uh, every, every position matters. Um, even the, you know, even the guys that are providing depth and even the guys that are ultimately going to be your scout team players. The, be- the better those players are, the better off you are as a program. So I, I think this, uh, this staff is doing a good job of that. Wes, how was your Christmas, man? Was Santa Claus good to you? I, it was real good, man. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, my, my best gift was a I got a uh, I'm finally going to uh, step out into the world of um, of uh, smoking as far as uh, with charcoal. I got me a little uh, like bullet style uh, Weber smoker. Um, nice. I, I've always been uh, big into grilling, but I've never done the whole. Uh, smoking meats thing so i'm i'm excited about uh sort of going out into that world and and trying to uh you know smoke some pork shoulders or some ribs or uh, some turkey stuff like that so i'm that, that's going to be my next little uh, side hobby i think good deal you're going to break that in for the birmingham bowl on thursday you know i i should man if you uh, if you want to swing by i, I do might have uh, i do I might have uh, some pulled pork uh, ready for you. Excellent. Excellent. I'll be there, Wes. We appreciate the update today, man. Looking forward to the bowl game on Thursday, and then we will turn the calendar on a new year, and we'll get ready for more Gamecock football coverage coming up in 2017. Thanks very much, Wes. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and 
Vermont, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit KS Gambling Help dot com in Kansas one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland visit one eight hundred gambler dot net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelpline ma dot org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope NY or text Hope NY in New York.